Welcome to season four of the podcast, A Voice for the Hurting. This season is dedicated entirely to the divorced Christian. If this is you, then keep listening to hear more of my own story and the stories of others as we give you hope and comfort for healing, true healing, which is found only at the foot of the cross. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce Mimi Kroger, who is an author and speaker and a weight loss or health and weight loss coach. So welcome, Mimi. How are you today? I'm great, Lori. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Absolutely. I I love it. I'm so super excited for your story. Um, I know it starts out a bit rougher, <laughs> but um, but it leads us to see what God can do for us. And when we're going through these hard times. Amen. Yeah, he's faithful. Even he when we're not, there's a Absolutely. scripture in the Bible that says that he's faithful even when we're faithless. And so that's the beauty of God is that he picks us up in our roughest seasons and our roughest days. And he puts us in a place that we couldn't put ourselves um, through his grace and through his unconditional love. So I'm just indebted to who he is for me. And I love to share about his grace for others. Amen. I've experienced it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think that's the thing too, is once you have experienced that amazing grace, like the song says, like it's, it is, it's just so amazing. And so like humbling because we can mess up and we can feel guilty and feel shame for what we've done. And yet God still loves us. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as especially as a new believer, one of the most important things that you can do is learn about righteousness. And sometimes that's like a big word. You're like, what does that even mean? But we don't have any righteousness in and of ourselves. So even, you know, Mother Teresa or the people that we think have done the greatest works and have, you know, given their lives over to ministry or, or missions or whatever it is, you know, the Bible says that our good works are like filthy rags. Yes. So it's really not about us. And so it's about who he is for us and the fact that we're in him. And so being in him is the greatest gift that we have because we get to trade everything that we are or the things that we've done are sin for his righteousness, his perfection. Mm -hmm. And it's the way that we come to Christ. Um, It's the way that we come to the father. We can only come to the father through Christ because he's perfect and holy and he is complete light and really darkness can't have fellowship with light. And so he provides the way and our life is just a testimony of that grace and that goodness. Yes, that's right. I love that you're starting with righteousness because um, I've I've thought about that honestly. Having a um, group of podcasts about the churchy words that we use because yeah. sometimes we throw these words around in, within the church, but we don't really know what they mean. Yeah. At least not a really great grasp of what the Bible means them to be, and. I just, I love how you're starting with that because you're right. We, we can't be righteous enough, but that's, but we are when Jesus is with us. Yes. And that's the beauty of life is knowing that, Hey, even when I mess up, like one of my favorite scriptures is, you know, in Romans where it says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And sometimes people overlook that little word now. And the truth is, is that we can have peace in the now. 
regardless of what we've done. And then even as Paul talks about in Romans, like, oh, so does that mean so that I sin so that grace may abound? And it's like, no, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And so it's no longer your heart. It's no longer who you are Mm -hmm. because you're a new creation, the Bible says. And so I don't behave that way because it's no longer who I am. And so it's a real mind shift and, and having that mind shift where, you know what, I don't do those things anymore because that is no longer a part of who I am. I am now fully engrossed in the spirit and in who God says that I am. And then whatever we believe is what we're going to become. So if I think that, gosh, I'm just a sinner and I'm just always going to, I'm going to walk that way. But if I actually renew my mind, which the Bible says is so important for us to do to his righteousness and to being in him, then I can behave in such a way where I am in line with the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, really all of the things that keep us from walking in ways that aren't honoring to ourselves or to other people, or what is just the definition of sin really. Right. Yeah. And I, I like that you bring that up first too, because like some of the things that we believe about ourselves, some of them are like self-inflicted that for one reason or other, we decide that we are stupid or we decide that we can't do anything right. And some of those things are things that people have said to us that we take an ownership of. Yeah. So how would you say that someone could help to switch those thoughts over? Well, I think the first thing is recognizing. Mm -hmm. So recognizing, and I would even challenge that because oftentimes, you know, if you think that it's you, you can't get away from yourself, you know, actually, if we look at spiritual warfare and we look at what Ephesians talks about, like he gives us the breastplate of the breastplate of righteousness. Right. And he talks about the fiery darts that come. So the fiery darts are coming from the outside. They're not coming from the inside. Right. right? So it's actually, the Bible says we war not against flesh and blood. That means we don't war against ourselves either. What we do need to do is go just have intimacy with the Holy spirit where if there have been some things that we have believed because of things that have been said to us, it really doesn't matter if we get what the truth is and we replace that with what God says about us, which our creator has the last word, right? He is the word. So believing the truth about who we are, instead of believing the lies that really the enemy has, he's thrown those fiery darts since you know, our birth basically, right. right? And so it's getting into alignment with what God says, which really sets us free. The Bible says you shall know the truth yes. and the truth will set you free. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. So I know that you did not come to all of this wisdom of your own accord. <laughs> so go ahead and share, if you will, a bit of your own backstory. How did you get to this point where you understand all this? Yeah. So I think it's just, you know, trial and experience. I grew up um, in, well, I'll tell you my, my parents are not from America. So my mom's from Italy. My dad was from Argentina. And so culture is just very different and the way that they discipline is very different. And it's not that it's anything in that culture. It's just perfectly normal to discipline your children in a way that in America, I mean, you would even see that as abusive or just in, you know, it's just not, 
um, well, it's not conducive for good self-worth, right? So if every time I mess up, I'm going to have this harsh consequence, you know, that's not in line with, with God's truth. I mean, there will be times when we do things and there's consequences, certainly, but God always comes in with grace and he always comes in with love. And so I grew up in such a way where when I did something wrong, the consequences were harsh. And so I believe that I really had to be perfect. I believe that I wasn't loved and I wasn't acceptable um, unless I behaved a certain way or did everything just right. And so I lived out of that for a very long time, even after I became a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I became a Christian and I started learning about the love of God. I didn't really know about righteousness. And so again, because I didn't know that I kind of lived out of, you know, just the enemy just beating me up every time I did something wrong. Right. Because you weren't being perfect. Exactly. And I actually talk about that in my book. Uh, I talk about how, gosh, when I first became a Christian and I didn't know about righteousness before I would sin and I would just be like, you know, I wouldn't even know the difference. But after I became a Christian, like all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is in me convicting me, uh, but I didn't know what to do with it. And the enemy just pounced on it. He was like, awesome. She doesn't know that there is therefore now no No, condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so our, you know, the Bible says our people perish for lack of knowledge and it's not even knowledge um, necess- it's, it's revealed knowledge. Like we have to have a revelation. And so oftentimes I'll talk about the difference between the logos, which is the written word of God, like the, the scriptures that we read the Bible itself and the rhema word of God, which is a revelation. Yeah. And so a rhema is when God, when the Holy spirit comes and he breathes life on something that you read so that Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus actually becomes alive and real to you because of the spirit speaking to you. And that takes relationship. You know, that takes, it's not, you know, you're not going to get that from just going to church on Sunday morning. Right. It's about really seeking him and, and the beauty of having had experiences that aren't so great is that you can then bring them to the Lord and he can renew those for you. And he can, you can find yourself in a place with the Holy spirit where he heals those places in your heart. And that's really how I overcame a lot of the belief systems that I carried that I wasn't worthy, that, um, I had to be perfect in order to have value. And so because of those belief systems, um, even as a Christian without really having any inner healing, which is what I'm really talking about. When I talk about revelation, I'm really talking about the Lord coming in and giving you truth for the lies that you yes. believe so that you can be healed and then walk out of that, walk out of those new belief systems. Right. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So because I didn't know those, I was a Christian for a very long time and I don't dealt with illness. I dealt with just a lot of different things. I had an eating disorder also, um, because of that wanting to be perfect or feeling like I had to be perfect or feeling like I had to get value from the way that I looked or the way that I behaved or all of these outside sources. When all along God gave me value in Christ, in the fact that Christ died for me. Right. Yes. And so, um, because of that, um, I had been married for 15 years and I did, you know, the unthinkable, especially as a Christian and even grew up Catholic where I really had 
like a lot of fear in me about doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, it, you know, because I felt like God at that time, before I really came into relationship with the Lord, I felt like he was, you know, a God that would punish me when in fact, he's a God that lifts me up in my pain and in my sin and says, I love you. And then that fuels me to behave in such a way where I am loved. And so I'm not seeking love in all the wrong places. Right. Yeah. So, um, I ended up, uh, cheating on my husband of 15 years Um, and there was a lot of circumstances that came into play reasons why that happened. Um, they're not justifications at all, but, um, you know, I, I own, you know, what I did, um, knowing that God knew the reasons behind it and being okay with that, you know, like I don't have to necessarily even tell the world like what happened or why it happened. I can just know that, Hey, we all mess up, you know, even David, the Bible says that David had a heart after God and he was an adulterer. Yes. So, you know, and I don't look at myself as an adulteress or, you know, it's like, I am a new creation in Christ and I don't have to live in that guilt and in that shame because I've repented yes, and because I have to Christ for my redemption from that. Yes. And he's done more than I could, you know, like Ephesians talks about 320, it talks about that he can do more than you can ask, think, or imagine, right. right? Um, and so he really has done that for me, which is just a testimony of his grace and his goodness. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's, I love it so much because when we fall short, because we will, because we're human and whatever it is, it it could be something small or something big. Jesus blood is strong enough to cover every single one of those sins. Amen. I love that you say it's strong enough. And I always say that like what he did was enough. Think about all of the suffering and he was perfect. Yes. And that's where there's just this great exchange. I talk about this also in my book, there's this great exchange that we get to have, you know, everything that Jesus suffered, we get to grab onto really the opposite of that. So he suffered for our sins. He suffered for our healing. So we get righteousness. We get healing. Um, he, everything that he did, I want him to get the full payment of what he suffered for. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that takes a humility that takes, you know yes. what? I can't fix myself. I'm not meant to fix myself. I'm actually meant to look to God and look to his love and receive that. Amen. Oftentimes people just have a really hard time receiving that. And that's where the revelation comes in. That's where I actually do prayer sessions with people. It's called behavior change coaching where people come into this place of relationship with the Holy spirit. We, he can go into memories with people and just renew those experiences through his love and through his grace. Even the things that we've done that we think, oh gosh, you know, I I can't be forgiven of this. And God just shows up and shows that he can really renew and restore our souls. Amen. Uh, There's a scripture recently that the Lord has been um, ministering to my heart. It's Psalm nine, six, and it says endless ruin has overtaken my enemies. You have uprooted their cities. And then this is the part that really stuck out to me. Even the memory of them has perished. Yeah. So a lot of times people are dealing with trauma and that was actually part of what happened 
with prior to my divorce um, is that I experienced a trauma that really kind of set the trajectory for the rest of our marriage. And I didn't even realize it. It was so traumatic that I, I buried it in my subconscious. And it wasn't until later, it wasn't actually until I was getting divorced that the Lord brought that back to me because I was just blaming myself the whole time, which there was blame for, you know, that's, that was legitimate too. Um, but there were things that, that led up to what happened even over all of this time. And I didn't realize it until the Lord brought it back to my remembrance. And so he can really bring truth, even where we don't even know why we do the things that we do. Right. Paul talked about it in Romans. Like the very thing I don't want to do is the thing that I do. He goes back and forth with this struggle, but then in this is in um, chapter seven, and then in, I think it's in verse twenty-five. He says, "Oh, who will deliver me yes. from this body of death?" Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Oh, what does our Lord give us? Jesus said, you know, before he went to the cross to his disciples, that he wasn't going to leave them alone. He was going to send them a helper. He was going to send them the Holy Spirit, who is our counselor and our guide. And so are we really seeking the Holy Spirit to be our counselor, to help us renew those mindsets, to help us heal from those traumas that have actually fueled our behavior? Mm -hmm. And so it's beautiful to be able to really seek the Lord and to know that he is the healer, but it really takes connection and it it takes intimacy. It takes revelation. It's not just head knowledge. It has to be heart knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's so willing to give that, you know, as we turn to him, he's so willing to give that. And he will do, as that Psalm says, that even the memory of the bad things that have happened to us, he can cause those to perish because he will give us new revelation and new truth from those things. So, you know, as as the Bible says that he works all things together for good, all things, all things together for good. And, you know, what I love is when he is in when it's talking about the story of Joseph, it says, I think it's in Genesis 50, 20, somewhere in there, he says that this happened, that the enemy, what the enemy meant for evil, that God would use for the saving of many lives. So at the end of it all, we end up having a testimony. And um, so if people want to actually read more about my, really what happened with the divorce and kind of the things that led up to it and God's grace and all of it and his redemption. I, it's such an encouraging story. It's actually a bonus chapter to my book. It's available on my website. So if you go to the book section in my website and you put your information in there, you'll automatically get emailed the bonus chapter, which is called beauty for ashes. Even if you start the fire, Wonderful. I love, you know, I love it. I love it. I love it because I didn't come up with it. You know, it's not like I'm boasting. Like, I love that. Yeah. God gave that to me. And it's such a beautiful picture. Like we can even start the fire. We can make the messes, you know, yes. we can be the ones and God will still bring beauty from those ashes because yes. he's Amen. that good. It's never about us. It's always about who he is. Amen. And do we really believe that God is that good? That's really right. what. Oh, that is so much the question. It really is. Yeah. That's what it boils down to when it comes to healing. I actually had um, an autoimmune disease. The Lord healed me from that. I, I have this long story. I went into kidney failure, wow. um, ended up getting a, a transplant. I had like a year to live. That's all in my, in my book, Holy wow. Spirit, Heal. But th- the truth is, is that 
there, there are reasons why we deal with illness. There are reasons why we deal with guilt and shame. Um, there's reasons and God can show us the reason. And here's the other thing. Like I always tell people, this isn't about going on a digging expedition either. Right. It's, it's about the Lord will bring you what you need when you need it. And he knows when you're ready to heal from certain things. And so he's just so gracious in all that he does, but his, he wants for us to enjoy life here. John 10, 10 says, I came that you would have and enjoy your life and have it in abundance yes. and to the full until it overflows. That's in the amplified version. So until it overflows onto others, and that's just our testimony. Like the Bible yes. says we overcome yes. by the blood of the lamb, what he did for us and the word of our testimony and mm -hmm. believing that he really is as good as he says he is. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like you probably already answered this pretty well, but this thought um, popped in my head. <clears throat> what would you say to someone today who feels like they're facing something that either they did or something that happened to them that they just can't see how God would ever use it? It's, it's just not true. You know, that's the thing that, you know, the Bible says to take, the, to take every thought captive yes. unto the obedience of Christ. And so I just gave like two scriptures, you know, the yes. one in Romans right. that, that says that he works all things together for good. So we know that. And then also when it's talking about Joseph, you know, for that, it was actually for the saving of many lives that what the enemy came. And, and again, remember that we war not against flesh and blood, like the enemy, it is his, we are his target. You That's know, right. he, he doesn't want us to prosper. He doesn't want us to be in health. And three John two says that you will be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. And so that there's a connection, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm -hmm. And so there's a connection between your ability to prosper in every area of your life, physically, emotionally, relationally, literally in every area of your life, it's connected with what's going on in your soul. Yes. And your soul has been affected by sin. It's been affected by living in this world, this fallen world. And only God can come in and, and really renew and refresh. And as Psalm 23 says, restore your soul. Yes. And as that happens, you'll walk in health. You'll walk in prosperity, you know, financially relate in all of the ways, because that is God's goodwill for your life that yeah. you walk in health and wholeness. Yes. Amen. I feel like that's a perfect lead into the other thing I wanted to talk to in this episode, um, the health and wholeness aspect. Because um, I, I haven't talked about this part of my story much on this podcast, but um, for my own story after my divorce, my I was actually a really healthy, fit person and my health just tumbled down and I turned to food and I felt all this shame and all this um, you know, emotional turmoil. And so I couldn't exercise because I was depressed and I ended up putting on an, a pretty sizable amount of weight and I stopped everything that I was doing that was a healthy, healthy pursuit. Mm -hmm. And, and I know now that a lot of that was because of the shame that I felt. Um, and I turned to the things that reinforced what I believed about myself which yeah. was that, you know, I had failed. I was worthless. I was insert here, like stupid, fat, ugly. I just believed every lie that I'd ever been told and felt like that was me. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And that's a thing. Oftentimes when we are in a place of guilt and shame, we will turn to things for comfort. 
and always have a choice. You know, we can turn to God who is actually the God of all comfort, right? The Holy Spirit is actually called the comforter and he's, he's real, you know, but oftentimes, you know, because we can't necessarily see him, like the Bible says that blessed are those that don't see, but believe, right? Um, because of that, you know, we'll turn to something that seems more tangible, like food or TV, you know, anything that will distract us from the pain. But the truth is, is that we can actually take the pain to the Lord and have him take it from us by speaking life and truth to us or, and, and we can, we can be free or we can continue to turn to other things, which the Bible talks about that as being an idol, right? We're talking about, talking about the Christian language. Like, what does that even mean? But an idol is really just something that you worship in a sense. And so oftentimes, you know, I'm a, I'm a nutrition guide. I'm a behavior change specialist and I'm a personal trainer. So this whole thing with health and wellness, it's a lot of times people aren't free because they have all of these soul issues that they haven't dealt with and they don't even make the connection. They think like, oh, it's just because, you know, I'm, I'm eating too many carbs or this and that. And I, I actually have an ebook, um, that I give my clients that do nutritional guidance and behavior change coaching with me. I have like a a package offer that I do. And there's an ebook that I've written called diets don't work. There's a different way to permanently lose weight. And it's a biblical perspective on why diets deprivation dieting. It just doesn't work. So, um, people will get on this bandwagon of, okay, I'm not going to eat carbs or I'm going to eat all of this fat. And the Bible actually talks about to be well-balanced in the amplified version, that scripture says, be well-balanced for the enemy roams around like a roaring lion, yes. seeking someone who he might, might devour. So he is always wanting us to get to in these big extremes. And that's not what the Lord is calling us to. He is calling us to actually be led by the Holy spirit, even when it comes to our eating and drinking right. and our habits and all of the things, um, because he is the one that delivers us from this body of death. Right. That's and right. so, um, people will put their trust in a diet or, you know, in doing, and the thing is, is that it doesn't work. So it, Lori, if I tell you, okay, you can never have cookies, then all you're going to think about is cookies. Yes. Right? Absolutely. (laughs) And the truth is, is you've made a law for yourself. And the Bible says that those who are under the law are under a curse. Yeah. So we need to be free from the law. And, and when I say that people are like, well, wait a minute, does that mean I get to eat, you know, cookies all day long? The Bible also says, um, that we, it says to be well-balanced, but it also says that we aren't to, um, I'm trying to think of the scripture that I use in my ebook. It's there's a couple scripture. Um, I can't think of it right now. Makes me think of, um, is it where in the Bible it says, um, that food is made for the food or for the stomach and the stomach for food, but we're not to be, um, uh, it's not supposed to be our master or something along those lines. I'm trying to remember how it's worded. Yeah. I, I, let me see if I can actually, you can ask me another question in the meantime, I'll kind of look for it in my, in my ebook here. Let's see here. It's so, I mean, it's so good, but it brings the balance into it. Like, um, gosh, I can't even believe that. I can't remember. (laughs) Sometimes on the spot the words just slip out of your head. No, (laughs) I know it happens for me. 
but But anyway, so, but we know, you know, those extremes never work. Right. And God, he really has, oh, um, well, yeah, we talked about, so do we sin so that grace may abound? That's not it either. Um, I can't, I can't think of it, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) It's in my ebook. So if you want to read about that, it's really, it's life-changing because it brings, you know, kind of what the world is doing into a a perspective about, well, we're supposed to live by the word of God. And what does the word really say about, you know, extremes and dieting and all of those things. And so, um, yeah. 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 And that's the thing too, is I think when we're turning to all these things with food and exercising, and if, um, if we don't make it sustainable, something we can do, (laughs) that's an issue too. Because like you said, the first thing I want when I say I can't have cookies is cookies. (laughs) Exactly. So you make a law for yourself and then you just human nature will want you to just break that law, but we don't live with by human nature. We live by the spirit. So the Bible says, if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. And so really getting like our spirit muscles really built up is super important. Like we talk about building up the body, uh, but we do need to build up what's in our spirit so that it can be louder than anything else. It can be the loudest voice in your head. Yes. Yes. I like that too, because sometimes the voices around us, especially in our culture are very loud voices. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, but his truth, his truth does set us free and he, he binds up our wounds um, so that we can live out of a place of wholeness. And that helps us not turn to things you know, because we don't need to run to anything else. Right. You already know that we're okay. We already know that we're righteous and we live from that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your, um, your health and weight loss coaching. Yeah. So, you so with personal training, obviously, you know, sometimes people just need motivation. Sometimes, sometimes people just don't know exactly what to do and and how to do it most effectively, you know, in the least amount of time, like we don't always have all of this time, you know, to work out. And so I just, I, since I'm a personal trainer, I do take everyone personally. So I look and see, you know, age, you know, what hormones are doing, all of the things, you know, the thing is, is that God, he uses, you know, the things that he teaches us, like he's gifted so many people um, in this world and scientists to, to help us in, in different ways. And so using what, you know, the world has to offer us in addition to what God says and, and putting that together. Um, Nutritional guidance is just really about teaching people how to eat in such a way where they're free because freedom is, is just a huge, and God, he wants us to enjoy food. And I know that there were times in my life when I struggled with an eating disorder, it was like food was my enemy. And God says, taste and see that I am good. You know, he wants us, you know, food is to be celebrated, you know, it's to be part of celebrations and, and joy, you know, um, there's feast days in the Bible. Right. And so, um, the Lord just, um, has taught me just some things about nutrition that really help people be free in the whole area of like not making laws for yourself. And yet, and I'm still looking for that scripture. Oh no, I can't even believe it's like totally slipped my mind. Um, I can't even believe that. I can't think of it. I don't know, but there's, there's a couple scriptures that actually go into, um, why that, that talk about that whole balance and how, um, I, I'm honestly, I'm just like perplexed by the fact that I can't think 
of it, but I'm going to have to go back and like read my own ebook. <laughs> I so, feel like saying, isn't it wonderful that you don't have to be perfect though? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And to know that, you know, God's grace, it just, it covers all, it covers Amen. all. And that yeah. includes, you know, when we feel like we've messed up with eating, right? Again, it's about not getting into guilt and shame because the minute that we do, it just becomes this vicious cycle where That's it's right. like, okay, so now I feel bad about myself because I ate something that I wasn't supposed to eat. And so now I'm going to actually turn to food again, mm-hmm. the very thing that the enemy tempted me with, I'm going to turn to that again. And then it's like, you're just like this gerbil on a wheel. Right. And so it's all about the mind really. And, and coming into a place of healing those places in your heart, that's where the behavior change coaching comes in. Um, so that you're first of all, not turning to food in the first place, right. but if it does happen because it will, right. Um, learning how to come out of that quickly and entering into God's grace, grace. and being free so that you don't keep, you know, you actually get off of that gerbil wheel, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. I think that's fantastic. I, I do think um, it's finally starting to come into the light as a Christian um, thing for for health and fitness, because um, for years you wouldn't hear, you'd hear a lot of other topics covered. And I feel like that's one of the benefits, honestly, um, about guilt and shame also, is as time is moving on, like God is allowing us to have the knowledge we need to come to healing in him. You know what I mean? Well, he's, he's really, you know, sometimes here's the grace of the Lord is that he'll use many things to heal us, right? He uses doctors, he uses, you know, nutritionists, he uses, you know, different methods to heal us because his grace is that good. Like he just works well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like there is an easier, simpler way to heal in him. And just knowing and knowing your acceptance, knowing your love, and then living out of that so that you're not turning to different things for value, right? Like I did, which was part of, you know, my divorce or turning to, um, different things to fuel you, um, in to fuel your soul, right. Instead of just fueling your body, um, which is how, you know, we should be living, you know, eating the right amount, you know, because, we were coming from a place of wholeness, you know, think about that. Sometimes there are things that happen in the natural that are representative of what's going on in the spiritual. Yes. And so if I'm overeating, what am I, what am I trying to get? What am I trying to fill? What is the actual void? And the truth is, is that food is never going to do that. But if you get to the root of it, you'll be free. Right. If you can get to the root and to the truth of it all, which there's always a truth that the Lord is always willing to give us. Wonderful. Look to him. Yeah. So if somebody's listening right now and they're thinking, gosh, I know I'm turning to X, Y, Z, you know, insert whatever here, food, um, social media, you know, whatever it is that they're turning to when they're filling that void. uh, What would you say is the best first thing they could do? I think the best first thing that they could do is um, to just be honest with themselves and to repent. Actually, I mean, repentance is a gift. It's not God. You know, I used to think it was like, 
you know, especially the way that I grew up, like, yeah, I have to do this. No, it's a gift. And it puts us in a place to be able to receive what God has for us, which is the other side of whatever we're repenting from, you know, it is freedom. And so I would say, just be honest with yourself. Um, Don't think that a diet or all of these other things is going to be your answer because it's not, you know, even like losing the weight, like you talked about, I think before our interview, how you did a lot of, you even were like doing a fitness competition and how, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't satisfy you either. It doesn't. (laughs) So coming to a place of just knowing that, um, God has your answer and really just looking to him and knowing that he's a good father and he wants you free, like to to actually go back and forth, like in misery with your, your diet. And, you know, the enemy just use, honestly, just uses that as a, as a distraction. from dealing with the real issue. Because if I am so focused in on what, um, you know, what I'm not, if I'm so focused in on like my diet and exercise, I'm not really thinking about what's really going on inside. Right. right, So it's just the enemy's way of getting us on that cycle. So, yeah. So seeking the Lord, being honest with him and knowing that he has a truth for you that will set you free. Yes. Yes. Can we talk really quick about receiving? Because I think a lot of people have a hard time receiving. Yes. Um, but first I finally found that scripture. Oh, did you? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so when we're talking about not being under the law and, and how, when you are under the law, you're under a curse, what is the opposite of that? Or what is the balance to that? Um, it's actually first Corinthians six twelves, and it says, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing. If we find ourselves being mastered by the donuts or the cookies or the pizza or whatever it is, um, to know that, um, having this freedom doesn't necessarily mean just like Paul talks about that. Then I just go overboard, right. but it's really getting to the root of the issue so that we're just, we're naturally not overeating. Yeah. We're naturally not, you know, choosing things that are not good for us. Like you mentioned that, like your, your self-worth was, was so low that you're like, well, I might as well just eat, you know? Yes, and, exactly. and that happens with food too. Like if you're under the law, it's like, okay, so if I tell myself I can never have cookies, then I have, you know, one or two. And then the enemy's like, well, you already blew it. You might as well eat the whole box. And then you're listening to these lies. You're listening right. to arrows and you think it's you. Exactly. Right? So you, if you think it's you, you're never going to get, a, you can't get away from yourself. That's right. But if you know, wow, this is the enemy who wants me in a place where I don't have health so that I can't overflow onto others. Right. The truth is that if we don't feel good, we can't do what God has called us to do and being overweight, you know, in like really overweight can just affect your health in so many ways. So it is important to get the temple in order, but to do it from a place of freedom and grace and truth and knowing that, yes, we don't live under the law, but that everything is permissible for me, but I'm not going to be mastered by anything. So if there is something that we're getting mastered by, take it to the Lord, Um, go into, you know, do what you need to do to, to find that place with the Lord, where you can talk to him about what's really going on so that you can really be free. Like we don't want to be on a diet where we're not really free because 
we're under the law. We're saying like, I can't have, like, I can't have this stuff in my house. No, you need to be free to the point where you can have chocolate in the house, but it doesn't have you. And that's only possible when, you know, you want real freedom, but that's only possible when we've really dealt with our stuff. That's right. And so receiving, ask me your questions about uh, your question about receiving again. So, um, I wanted you to talk about receiving because I feel like so many people have a real problem actually being on the receiving end. We, we, we want to give very often, you know, we want to be the one helping others, but we don't want to be the one that needs help. Mm. And that also can reflect, at least in my own experience into our spiritual life, because then we have a hard time receiving grace. We have a hard time receiving, um, victory, even, you know, we're receiving anything from God because we don't want to be the one that needs it. That's what I feel like. Does that resonate with you? Well, I think that there's a lot there. I think that, you know, everybody's different and there's reasons why, you know, we don't, you know, walk in certain ways or our inability to receive, you know, sometimes we are giving out so much because that is where we get our value instead of just having our value in the fact that we're just children of God and that we're loved and we're accepted. Um, and so sometimes not being able to receive from other people, um, can be because you don't feel worthy, like, oh gosh, you know, um, actually talk about this in my book that being able to receive even, even from God, but from other people, it comes, you have to come from a place of worth. And again, this boils down to righteousness. I receive not because I'm perfect or not because I'm flawless, but because Jesus was right. And so say, for example, you and I are out to dinner and I'm like, Hey, Lori, I'm going to pay for dinner. And you're like, Oh no, 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 no. You know, that's actually could be coming from a place of like, I just don't deserve it. Right. And, And so again, exploring with the Lord, you know, why is it that I don't feel that I'm worthy to receive? And it's super important because everything in the kingdom of God, it's a gift. You know, the Bible talks about how, you know, we in and of ourselves, like it says apart from him, we can do nothing, right? There's nothing that we have to offer that, um, that God can't do all on his own. Right. And and that's okay because it puts us in a place where we get to do things instead of we have to do things. Yes. And when our motivation is different, when we know that, gosh, I get to serve my, my family members, or I get to do this, I get to work out instead of, I have to, it changes everything because again, you're not under the law. Like everything, literally, I just love the word of God because it's all in there. Yeah, you know, yeah, psychology, yeah, you know, will tell us certain things. And it's like, well, God said that before, right? <laughs> that a long time ago. Yeah. So it's beautiful though, that again, in God's grace that he provides for us to be able to hear his word through a bunch of different avenues because he just loves his kids, mm-hmm. but he would, I, I believe I'm, I can't, you know, speak for God, but I can say that I believe that, um, you know, he wants his children to actually look to him as a good father and to receive all of the blessings that he has, knowing that it's not based on their works. That's right. Yeah. Or your worth. Yeah, <laughs> it's his worth. Yeah. Yes. But that's yeah. the thing is that he makes us worthy. If we think yes. about, we were talking about this um, earlier when we were podcasting, Um <laughs> The fact that, you know, God makes us so worthy um, in that he purchased us. He died on the cross for us and he suffered. It it was horrible what he suffered and he was perfect. 
And in the world, we know that something has value, um, you know, based on the price that you're willing to pay for it. And I was talking to you about, you know, like red bottom shoes and how, oh my gosh, they have all of this, you know, value attached to them because they cost so much money. And there's a name on that. Well, the truth is, is that there's a name on you and I, there's a name on every believer and it's in Christ, it's Jesus. And it's because of the great price that Jesus paid for us that we have value. So we don't need to walk around saying, oh gosh, you know, I'm a sinner and I just don't have value. And no, no, no. God calls us saints. Yes. You know, in, in fact, it's like over 360 sometimes in the Bible, God now calls us saints. Yeah. So where you were a sinner, now you're a saint and you Amen. need to see yourself that way so that you can walk that way. So whatever way you're looking at yourself, your mind is, your body's going to follow what your mind is telling it. That's right. And so if you're telling yourself like, Hey, I don't behave that way because it's no longer who I am. Not because I don't behave that way because the Bible tells me not to No, I don't behave that way because it's just not who I am anymore. God has made me clean and righteous and I live out of that. And that's the beauty of having a revelation of who God is in you and for you and through you. Wonderful. <laughs> it's yeah. like we're preaching today. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm also an ordained minister. So are that's, you? That's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so God has given me like all of these hats, but that's what I love about what I do is that He's given me um just the tools to really have an all-encompassing approach to wellness yes. and to health and wholeness and and to um just being able to to walk in true life and freedom. And it takes everything. It takes your spirit. It takes your soul and your body. And there is absolutely a connection. And so, um, actually I have a ministry called three John two ministries. We were just in Africa, um, doing, uh, visiting orphanages. And so three John two ministries really, um, is birthed out of that truth that we are three-part beings and that we need to tend to all of them. You know, sometimes there are, you people will just be like, oh, I'm totally focusing in on my body. Like you were with the competitions, right. yep. but what's going on with your soul and what's going on with your spirit. Absolutely. We need to build all of those muscles. And, and so God helps us to do that as we, as we look to him and, and if we need to reach out and find people that will help us through that, then, you know, we need each other. Like the yeah. Bible talks about the glorious inheritance in the saints. And that's why what you're doing is so important, Lori, just bringing mm-hmm. Um, just truth to people and, and just knowing that people can go to God directly and yes. to receive all that he has. And, and to, you can even just ask the Lord, you know, ask the Lord, you know, Lord, what is it that I'm believing mm-hmm. that is causing me to behave in this way? And he is just so faithful to be that counselor for you. Yes. And in my behavior change coaching, you know, what I do is I take authority in the spiritual realm make sure that we're like in a place of peace because, you know, we receive from a place of peace. We don't receive from anxiety. You know, that scripture that says be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God, which transcends understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, right? There's a place where when we're anxious, we're not going to be able to receive. So we need to come to the Lord from a place of peace, from a place of faith, knowing that he is a good father and he wants you. I mean, his name is Jehovah Rapha. He, that's his name. It's healer. Amen. It's Amen. not just 
just, you know, his name, it's who he is as part of his character. Mm -hmm. And so, and the same with Emmanuel, he's called Emmanuel, which is God with us. And so, um, in my behavior change coaching, I, I bring people into a place of real peace and then we're able to just go into his presence and to just ask him the key questions that really set people free. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. But you can do it on your own too. You can absolutely do it on your own. I mean, you know, the Bible, even there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about like, we don't even need people to teach us, mm-hmm. which we know again, it's, it's the yes. And right. Yes. Like I was talking about, no, we don't live under the law and yet all things are permissible for me, yes. but not all things are profitable. I have the scripture in my head now. <laughs> right. Um, a lot of times there's a yes. And in scripture, like take righteousness, for example, like the Bible says that we're righteous in him, but there's also a call for us to walk in righteousness, but knowing how that happens, that it's not you doing it, but it's the Lord doing it through you. So there's, a, there's kind of always like a yes, a yes, like a both and in scripture. Yeah. And so we need to, we need to know that um, God is always there for us yes. and that he will bring us to freedom as we're Amen. Amen. Yeah. He's the answer. Yeah. Well, I hate to say this, but we need to wrap it up today. Can you tell my audience uh, where they can find you? Yeah. So my website is healthy, happy, and heavenly.com. Um, right when you get on the front end of the website, um, if you want actually a portion size guide, um, you know, it actually is a guide that I put together that talks about kind a little bit about why we need all of the food groups. Like I said, in the world today, it's like avoid this whole food right. group or overdo this whole food group. And yes. It's not God's best for us. God gave us all of the food groups because our body actually needs all of them and we don't need them in excess. So it's just a a quick little one page guide that's just for free so they can sign up for that. And then again, if you go to my book section, you can get the bonus chapter that really talks about beauty for ashes, even if you start the fire. Yeah, they can contact me through there. There's a contact um, section and I'm available for um, personal training online also. Um, we do, I do sessions through zoom and, and behavior change coaching and nutritional guidance. So all of the things and I'll make sure I include those links in our, um, notes for the show. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you, Lori, for having me on. This is absolutely my pleasure. This was a fantastic one. (laughs) I love it. I just, I love it. I really do. Yeah. He's awesome. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of a voice for the hurting. You can follow me on Instagram for more inspiring content at voice for the hurting podcast, or check out the website at a voice for the hurting.com. If you or someone you know is experiencing a divorce, or has gone through one and knows that they need to heal, please check out my book on Amazon called surviving the shattered heart, the Christian's companion for healing after divorce. It is available February 28th of 2023.